Welcome to the CBIA BizCast. I'm your host, Allie Warshavsky, and today on our podcast, we have Corrine Moody. She is CEO of Habitat for Humanity of North Central Connecticut, a new name, and we'll get into that in just a second, but she's here to speak on how the organization has become more than just a nonprofit of home builders. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Allie. And thank you for coming on. Now, the Hartford Area Habitat for Humanity recently announced its expansion into Tolland County, and along with that, a new name. What was the reason behind that decision? Primarily, you know, it, it was it was a we've always envisioned that we would go east of the river, and we wanted to be able to serve more families, and so to be able to bring affordable home ownership, some of our repair programs and our initiative, just to support you know, the American dream of maintaining and living in your home, uh, we, we knew that the next step would be to go east of the river. And, you know, Habitat has become internationally known for its home building efforts and benefiting low-income families, but your chapter wants to do a lot more than that, correct? Yeah, so for the past five, six years, we've started to do more rehabs, working closely with cities and towns to address blighted properties. Uh, we initiated the, the, the entire critical repair program just to serve veterans, those with limited mobility, to help them be able to age in place. And we also introduced and created the Financial Freedom Center so that we can support families in terms of financial literacy and budgeting and managing so that we can help families, you know, financially qualified to become a homeowner, but also to deal with some of those bad habits that will hinder you from not being able to qualify for a mortgage. Now, is every um, habitat, do they do the same thing or do you have the freedom to do a little bit more in this division than maybe someone in, um, you know, the other side of the state or another state would do? So the Financial Freedom Center is ideal or central to just Hartford. Uh, to our affiliate. Uh, and that really just came from knowing, you know, wanting our families to be able to do more. So the center talks about, you know, budgeting, coaching, but it also talks about the things that happen once you purchase a home. So retirement planning, college, you know, how to financially make wise decisions about, you know, budgeting and how to, you know, save towards retirement, how to make sure that you start to begin to save for your children's education so that you can avoid it loans and liens, you know, so it's all of that together. I, I think the services or the benefits are available to all of the affiliates throughout the state, throughout the country. It's just more so whether or not your local organization has the capacity to do it and want to take that next step in terms of, you know, doing more than just construction. Gotcha. So, so your team very busy right now, then it seems like. Most definitely. You know, it's it's refreshing to see how many families we're impacting, you know, not just, you know, in terms of the homes, but also at the at our restores, also in our workshops. So it's, you know, you you want to do you want to do more and you want to you want to go to bed tired. You want to know that you made this impact and that, you know, for this generation and next generation to come, that that home was the beginning of a turning point in their life. Yeah, that's definitely very rewarding. Now, I understand that revitalizing urban neighborhoods since 2015 is also a new focus for the organization. How has Habitat helped some of the neighborhoods in Hartford? So what we've done in Hartford, we, we partner closely with the city of Hartford as well as with the Hartford Land Bank. And we, the, my strategy was to look at neighborhoods that we've already did new construction and identify blocks of streets or streets that had little pockets of, you know, areas of concern and, 
you know, actively seek out those particular streets or those particular properties so that we can create home ownership. So a prime example of that would be Vineland Terrace, where we had one single family home and the opportunity to buy properties uh, through uh, through a, a, a bank and, and actually rehab it and, you know, put two new families in those homes and change that neighborhood in terms of, you know, now every single property has someone living in it. There's no more boarded up walls and doors. And so the opportunity to say, okay, this street has, has we, you know, we've completed the street. The bookmark is there. Um, you know, the neighbors are happy, you know, they don't, they don't wake up in the morning and look across the street and see a boarded up door in a building. Now they see, you know, two new families moved in, everyone is happy, dedication, beautiful, you know, so that's the idea of the repair program and the, the rehab program is to actually go block by block and identify blighted properties with the help of the city of Hartford, as well as with the land bank to say which ones can we actually address? Or even if it's not habitat, you know, I work closely with other agencies that do housing and it's okay, this building is a multifamily. This is a three or four, uh, four, four unit apartment building. This is this is out of our wheelhouse, but someone else can benefit by, you know, taking this property and making it work. So it's, it's a collaborative effort. I, I would definitely say it's a collaborative effort, but I, I think the reward, the outcome is is far greater than the extra sweat that goes into it. And speaking of sweat, you know, there obviously there's times where you're building from the ground up and it's a very large project, but for when you do identify these blighted properties, um, and then you get the approval and it's and it's yours, you know, for the time being. How long does it take you to flip it? So usually it's taken us about six months. That's the that's the shortest time for some of our more complicated rehabs. It's taken a year. We're currently doing um, an historical unit on Capitol Avenue. Um, so it's you know, we give each property the time it needs to make sure that one, we restore it and it, it's it's up to code. Two, we're always trying to bring energy efficiency and sustainability to all of our bills. So even when we do a rehab, we're still trying to figure out, okay, can we increase insulation so that the homeowner's heating bill is not, you know, beyond their budget, and but wanting to make sure we take that extra step. And you touched on this a little bit when you said you're working with the city of Hartford, but how specifically are you working with community leaders to address the neighborhood challenges? You know, you said um, identifying obviously those blighted properties, but are you predominantly working with um, like mayors of towns to, to help you do that? We definitely work with mayors of towns. You know, we work with other community-based organizations. We also do outreach even before we start. So if, if my team finds a particular street that they say, okay, we have units here, but these two properties are, are abandoned. We then may knock on doors and say, tell us what's happening in this neighborhood. And would you be a supporter of us, you know, seeking out, trying to get this potential, uh, you know, blighted property to renovate it and turn it to a home ownership model. And nine times out of 10, 10 times out of 10, the answer is yes, let's do it. So th there is such a spirit of collaboration and, you know, let's handle it, let's do it. That is very refreshing. Do you find sometimes that people from the neighborhood will actually volunteer in the remodel? Most definitely. Most definitely. We, 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 every, every bill, we try to designate at least two days that the existing homeowners or existing neighbors can actually come out and bill with the prospective homeowner so that when the homeowner moves in, it's not like, oh, this person just got dropped in. We really want to build that fostering of neighborhood and community so that it's, you know, 
we've had opportunity to introduce them to their new neighbors. They've met family. And so it's it's more of a transitional in after the dedication and after the closing than it is that, you know, it's just a, a drop in. So. Yeah, it definitely makes them feel more at home. It's always hard moving and, and really kind of starting to start over again. Even if it's a brand new house, it's just a little weird. So it'd be nice to know your neighbors uh, when you move in and know they care about you, you know, if they did help to redo your home. Um, and you speak on um, the importance of generational wealth through home ownership. Why is that so important? You know, it's important because you want to change the direction in which you know, especially moderate, low to moderate income families are going. So the opportunity to create home ownership, it benefits first the, the, the parents, but the opportunity to change the children's mindset um, and to say this is an asset and that if we continue to pay off this mortgage within 25 to 30 years, I will be in a place that I'll be either to will it to you, you can take it over, but it, it, it it sets the standard that home ownership is possible. It also sets the standard that, you know, economic stability is a critical need. And so what I've heard from other kids that have lived in Habitat homes is when my parents got this home, it changed me. It made me think I can do this. If my parents did it, I can do it. So I think it's a mindset, but it's also setting that expectation that you can do it. And, you know, wealth is, you know, wealth is transferred either through business or property. That's that's the reality of the cycle, the pattern of America. So the opportunity to create home ownership and you know wealth within communities of color, and within communities that have a history of being low to moderate, this is some of the you know breaking a cycle, breaking a generational curse, so that you can go forward and hit that that landmark of saying we have a, we have an asset. I, I feel like sometimes when you hear. Um kids or adults, I should say, talk about their history. They're like, well, I, my parents were homeless. And so I became homeless. And if we can reverse that to be like, well, my parents had a home. So I knew I could have a home. Um, it's the same mindset of, of what, you know, learning from your parents or seeing them um, succeed versus the other way around. So I understand what you're saying there. You do say um, Habitat is a hand up, not a hand out. What does that mean? I love that slogan. Hand up means that this is not a giveaway program. By no means are our homeowners just getting something. They're not just getting a home. So they're, you know, part of it is they're doing a down payment. Uh, they're doing 150 hours of sweat equity. They're doing 50 hours of financial literacy. Uh, they're going through the same process to, to qualify for this mortgage as a conventional. I think the difference is Habitat, because we hold a mortgage and the mortgage comes with zero interest, we're allowed to serve families who may not qualify for a conventional mortgage. But the piece that is the most part that I really respect about this whole mission is that they work for it. And, you know, it's not given and they're going to pay this mortgage for 25 to 30 years. So you get the sense of you, they have the pride of home ownership and they have skin in the game. And, and that slogan is basically saying, you know, it's, we're just helping, but they're going to take it to the end. They're going to hold it. They're going to figure it out and they're going to keep this mortgage and keep this home together. And in the end, uh, we'll be celebrating at a mortgage burning ceremony when it's done and you can say, yes, this is it. So uh, that's that's what the slogan means. 
Oh, I love that. And do the majority of the people you help and serve, are they able to follow that and, you know, pay off their mortgage? Is there a high success rate? Yeah, our success rate is, 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 is significantly high. I think the fact that the mortgages have zero interest, I think the fact that Habitat is a partner for the entire mortgage and we have programs to help families maintain their home, stay in their home and be able to, you know, weather whatever storm that may come. We, we have had circumstances in the past that people, you know, due to health or loss of employment, they were unable to keep the property. But overwhelmingly, uh, the success rate is is probably about 95% of all of our families are, you know, going to finish it through the end. And now that we're older than our affiliate is about 34, 33 years old. And now every year, every year I have families paying off their mortgage and it's time to say, okay, let's sign off the release document. And, you know, it's, it's yours free and clear. And, and that is the best experience to be able to, to sign that release, um, to basically say mission accomplished. Yeah, like this is yours. There's, you know, we're not involved anymore. It's yours. Congratulations. You know, did you see an increased need because of the pandemic? Were more people applying or reaching out to you because of financial hardship? You know, it's, it's and even though prior to the pandemic, we would have, you know, about 50 folks actually financially qualified. And we were only able to serve 10 to 12 families a year. And during the pandemic, in the beginning phase, it started to it started to wane and we didn't get all the interest. But I want to say from 2021 to now, people have been reaching out, calling. We're hosting a meeting soon in June to recruit for to do another cohort to recruit. And um, I am pleasantly surprised at the number of emails that are coming in where people saying, OK, I'm ready. You know, everything has stabilized with my job. I'm ready now. I'm ready to apply. And uh, we recently just dedicated two properties in East Hartford. And just that attention alone, I think I was I think I'm still passing over and forwarding emails um, just from that dedication where family seen it on the news and said, you know what, this is this is the year that I'm going to try. I'm go I'm going to step out there and I'm going to apply for a Habitat home. And with that, do you need more volunteers to help you out? Almost definitely. Anytime we come on, come on. So if you, if you know, folks are interested, you can reach out to us. We actually do have some availability this summer for bill days, uh, but definitely looking forward to getting back to the norm. And, you know, what are some other ways Habitat is involved in the communities it serves? You know, we, we proactively, several of our staff members, they serve at the neighborhood groups in terms of the block watches. We're active member of the Neighborhood Revitalization Zone for Northeast Hartford. Uh, we are members of some of the, the, the town councils and the commerce and merchants associations just to make sure that we have a presence in the on the boots, like boots on the ground. And so that we're not this, you know, far-fetched big organization, um, I think it's critical that uh, we, we're listening to our neighbors, our stakeholders to hear what input or insight they would like from us so that we're not just seen as a nonprofit developer, but more so an advocacy base to help support affordable housing initiatives. And know the neighborhoods you're building in, right? And um, the atmosphere and the type of people you're going to serve. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I know you are away right now, so we really appreciate you taking the time. And hopefully CBIA can get involved and um, 
Built some houses. I did one once, and I, I was terrified that someone was trusting me with a drill, but <laughs> I did have the help, um, and, and everything seemed to come together <laughs> pretty well. So I'm ready now, but maybe I'll do the painting or something. Most definitely. We would love to have you and uh, the team at CBI come out for a build day. We're going to make it happen. Great. We'll stay in touch. Well, thank you for listening to the CBIA BizCast. You can listen and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, YouTube, SoundCloud. And for more episodes, head on over to CBIA.com.